Well, imagine if one day you happened to read that the White House was on the verge of being condemned or that 10 Downing Street was in such a state that the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom could no longer live there. You'll never hear that. I, I almost guarantee it. Um, because despite all their faults, and they are many in those countries, most countries recognize the importance of these kinds of institutions. Here in Canada, clearly, uh, we have a lesson to learn because our official residence for the leader of our country, 24 Sussex Drive, is such a disaster that the Prime Minister hasn't lived there in almost 10 years now. And we've heard some new reports about just how bad it has gotten at the official residence. Uh, it should make us all feel a little bad, maybe even a little embarrassed. Um, and we've got to figure out what we're going to do about it. And to help us talk about this, we've got John Ibbotson, a writer at large with The Globe and Mail. John, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time this morning. Pleasure to be here. So, I mean, give us the gritty details here. Just how bad have things gotten at 24 Sussex Drive? Oh, very bad indeed. Um, it's it's quite unlivable. Uh, there's mold, there's asbestos, uh, and there's a, apparently a, a great many dead rodents uh, in lining the walls. Um, so the smell is awful. Um, also, the electrical system um, is uh, a menace uh, and, a, and a fire risk. So nobody could possibly live at 24 Sussex Drive as it is right now. And it's going to cost a very great deal of money uh, either to repair the existing building or to replace it with something else. Um, now, obviously, this didn't happen overnight, right? I mean, successive prime ministers have watched this f- facility, if you want to call it that, deteriorate, but have just been paralyzed by politics. Like, nobody wanted to take the risk of doing anything about it, correct? Yeah, I think it might have had something to do with Pierre Trudeau's swimming pool. Um, he had one installed, and it was private donors who paid for it. But there was it was it was seen as a sort of arrogant uh, thing to do, the kind of stuff that you would associate with Pierre Trudeau. And uh, I guess the the idea got entrenched that um, if you're prime minister, you should not be seen lavishing vast sums of money on uh, the prime ministerial residence. So Jean Chrétien let it uh, go downhill. Stephen Harper refused NC, the National Capital Commission, which oversees the property, uh, recommended uh, renovations. And uh, Stephen Harper said, no, I'll live with the drafty windows. And by the time uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, who had grown up in the place, arrived, um, he didn't believe that it was safe for the family to to live there. And he was right. Uh, So he moved into Rideau Cottage on the grounds of uh, of Government House. But he then wouldn't approve um, renovations uh, while he was at Rideau Cottage, so the thing continued to deteriorate. Anybody who has a house knows what happens. If you don't do anything to fix what's going wrong, it doesn't take many years before the house is a wreck. Exactly, yeah. So now there, we've got to the point now, right, where there are legitimate questions, and maybe this is it's not even a question at this point, that it can't be saved. I mean, it, it can't be renovated. Or, I mean, is it a lost cause at this point? The National Capital Commission says it would cost about $36 million to bring the existing building up to code. Uh, now, if your, if your contractor says it's going to cost $36 million to fix the house, you get another contractor. <laughs> but a, a lot of that is um, security. Uh, the building is not safe uh, from terrorist attack. It's not safe from uh, cyber uh, attack okay. uh, for being eavesdropped. So you'd be putting a lot of that money into hardening the property, um, as well as maybe putting on an addition and stuff like that. Are there alternatives? Could we... Could we start a new and, 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 you know, build a facility somewhere, uh, perhaps even cheaper that would meet all of those needs and also be something that Canadians could point to as, hey, this is our official residence? 
yeah, you could well, you could turn down the existing building and put another building up on 24 yeah. Sussex because there is that sort of 10 Downing Street, 24 Sussex right. thing, yeah. right? Um, or if you wanted to, there are other properties in the neighborhood of Rockcliffe, which is a swanky neighborhood surrounding Government House, um, where you might either just build on vacant land or uh, buy an existing building. Um, in a column that I have, uh, wrote that the Globe came up with yesterday, I said, look, we got to depoliticize this. We have to get um, some kind of neutral, impartial committee that both the uh, prime minister and the leader of the official opposition and the New Democrats can all agree on. Let them look at it for six months and let that, that them decide what we ought to do and then commit to doing it. And if you want to make a ruling that no one will inhabit for 10 years so that you don't have to go into it yourself, then do that, too. But let's just take the politics out of it. But, I mean, how ridiculous is it that we need to do that, John? I mean, I think as part of this falls to the media, certainly, the Canadian voting public as well, to to depoliticize this and say, okay, listen, hey, this is something that's in the national interest. We're not going to hold it against whichever prime minister finally comes up with the courage to say, we need to fix this. I think so. I mean, look, Ottawa is a dirty word in a lot of, in many parts of this country, sure. um, including parts of the West. Uh, Quebec, of course, looks to Quebec City as its real national capital. Um, so it's uh, hard sometimes to get people to um, say, you know, we, we need to spend money on the national capital uh, because it is the national capital of whatever else you think is a pretty great country. Um, and, and and you're right. Things get focused. We, we, you know, we're spending a huge amount of money on restoring Parliament Hill. No one's complaining about that. Yeah. Um, it's considered, well, you know, you have to have a Senate and House of Commons. It's adaptable. Uh, but yet somehow, 24 Sussex just becomes the lightning rod. Um, and it's been like that now for decades. And like everything else, if you, um, if you try to ignore an issue because it's politically unpalatable, it just sits there and suddenly gets worse. Yeah, and then you've got a bigger problem on your hands. Hey, before I let you go, Katie Telford testifying today. Are you expecting any bombshells there? What are you keeping an eye on, John? Uh, I don't. Uh, Ms. Telford uh, has uh, testified before, um, and whatever you may think about Chinese interference in the electoral system, and uh, I think we are in need, I have it in today's column, I think we are in desperate need of a full public inquiry. Uh, I don't think, between the political theatrics of opposition politicians asking questions that aren't being questions, and between uh, Ms. Telford's very skillful ability to dodge those questions, um, I, you're not going to get any bombshells today. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll watch and see how it proceeds. John, thanks so much for being here. As always, appreciate it.